Welcome to the WinDailySports.com podcast. It's a two-man show tonight. It's Thursday night. We're preparing for the divisional championship, AFC, the NFC uh, championship round now. We've got four teams left. It's me, Jason Mizrahi, and Avi Palazzo. Avi, what's up, brother? What's going on, Jay? We're missing our uh, third musketeer, but uh, yeah. I'm here, man. What's going on with you? Not much, man. Just uh, grinding out some NBA. You know, we've had a little cold streak the last couple of days, so hopefully today's the day that we both uh, cash some big tournaments. I'm playing oh, yeah. some cash games, playing some tournaments. I know you're playing some big tournaments, but, you know, how do you feel about the NBA season so far? I know you had a big hit, but how have you been feeling about yeah. grinding every day and, you know, moving from NFL to NBA? How do you How do you like it? Yeah, so NBA man is is like uh it's like a full-time job in itself, man, cuz you know, you got to be locked in with the news. I mean, really what you could do is you could start researching 2 hours before and then like an hour before lock, you just got to keep in touch with the news and just be locked in with um with everything that's going on. And then if you're playing DraftKings on NBA, you got to be locked in during because you never know when someone's going to get scratched or someone's going to be out. You know, for example, yesterday, um, you know, Fournier, Evan Fournier on the Magic got called out late. And then for those that didn't realize, you know, Michael Carter-Williams is out already, plus DJ Augustine. So Markel Fultz was the only point guard available, basically the only guard available for the Magic yesterday. And he, he went for like 55 DraftKings points. So pretty crazy. Yeah, he had a triple-double versus uh, the Lakers and uh, LeBron. Yeah. And anytime I hear that name from now on, Markel Fultz, I'm going to think about the guy who went on Twitter and stepped up to a challenge, um, did some funny stuff, and some big-time DFS players, which, you know, yeah. I give them credit for doing what they did. They gave this kid uh, a $2,000 entry to a DraftKings tournament, which was way over his league, because um, it seemed like to me, he was like a you know, lower-stakes kind of player. Yeah. Um, he went in. And he almost took down first place, but took down second place for $100,000. So big shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Impressive feat to, to win a Twitter contest by doing some funny shit mm-hmm. and then go ahead and win $100,000 when nobody knows your name and everybody's kind of rooting for you because they know you're not a pro and you went in there with one lineup and you almost took it down. And Markel Fultz was one of the reasons that um, he got there. But we're here to talk about NFL. You know, it's two games. There's not much going on. And the way I see it, you know, real simply put, there's one game I want a lot of part of, and there's one game I really don't want much of. And um, the first game that we'll talk about is a game that I'm going to, you know, try to get as many players as possible on, which will be this Kansas City Chiefs game versus the Titans. So when you look at it, you know, running back-wise, Derrick Henry, it's going to be tough to fade him, man. He's pretty much guaranteed to be, you know, one of the top performers of the slate. He's going to be highly owned, but he's very expensive too. So it's going to be tough to fit him, but he makes a ton, uh, a ton of sense. And then you got, you know, on DraftKings, the pricing is way different than FanDuel. Uh, on DraftKings, you have Tannehill, who's super, super cheap. Um, so he makes a lot of sense as well. You know, from a, of a saving standpoint, I like the matchup for these Tennessee, you know, uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers. So. I'll be on them. And then from a Kansas City side, you know, get me Damian Williams. Give me some Tyreek Hill. Give me some, you know, sad to say, Sammy Watkins. He's cheap. 
and and Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to try to stack up this game as much as possible, play the 49ers defense on the backside, and maybe get one or two plays from San Fran Green Bay. But I'm going to try to stack up this team and this game as much as possible. So how do you see – are you agreeing with me, or is the ownership going to be so high on this side that you think is a good leverage play to play some of these uh, Niners and, and Packers? Yeah, I mean, it's tough, man. I, I mean, I think the 49ers defense is my lock of the of the week for defensive – uh, for defenses, I, I don't trust anybody else. Uh, I know the Chiefs, um, they've been a lot better lately and whatnot, but they're facing Derrick Henry. Tannehill hasn't been awful either. Um, but I think the 49ers are, are my top are my top pick for, for defense. As for attacking the games, you, you hit the nail on the head, I guess you can say, is um, it is going to be the Titans and Chiefs for the most part just because, you know, I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if you saw that game. He is so good, and I hope he makes it to the Super Bowl, and I hope he wins. I'm a big fan of his. He seems very humble, too. It, it, like, the big stage hasn't gone to him, so I'm rooting for the guy. Uh, then again, he might have just had the Javi curse because every team I root for doesn't win. Hmm. Uh, but this year, it's it's the Florida Panthers year in hockey. But I got sidetracked, so um, it, is, it, is, um, it is Chiefs-Titans for me for the most part, though. Um, I, I'm sure when we dive into each position, you know, I'll talk about who I like the most, but I do like the 49ers, uh, side more than the Packers side, to be honest. Um, it, it worries me a lot, um, that the Packers were basically shut down, uh, in San Fran earlier this year. I know now it's, it's the conference championships so things change. Um, but I am, I'm scared of the Packers side. Very, very scared. So, uh, give me all the. Give me all the Chiefs and Titans and 49ers this week. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, since it's a two-game slate, let's just try to build, you know, a, a FanDuel lineup and a DraftKings lineup mm-hmm. and just go through, you know, what we're thinking. Um, so let's start. Um, let's get defense out of the way. You know, I think on DraftKings, for whatever reason, um, they price the 49ers cheaper than the Chiefs. It's almost like a lock button. For mm-hmm. me, you know, if I have to take a shot at a, at a cheaper version of the defense, I'll play the Packers. So I'm only going to play either. I'm going to try to get as many Niners teams as teams in as possible. Mm-hmm. But if I need that extra savings, I don't feel too scared about playing the Packers um, defense as well, because I'm not really worried about the San Francisco offense. I think the 49ers win the game. Mm-hmm. I think it's a tight game and I think it's a slow paced game. Um, so I'll play both these defenses, but I, but I definitely lean heavily on the Niners' defense. Do you agree with that, or are you going to yeah, sprinkle yeah, in some other defenses? I agree. I, agree. I, I think it's, it's the Niners' defense. If I do put another defense, it's going to be the the Packers, just as leverage against that, and you know, in case Jimmy Garoppolo makes a mistake or or two. But it's the Niners, and by a lot. So yeah, yeah. So we both agree there. So we're pretty much locked in the Niners, and they're not as expensive even on FanDuel. They're only $600 more than the Packers, um, $200 more than the Chiefs. The only reason why you don't play the, the Niners is it's defense. There could be a pick six. You know, Mahomes can throw a pick six, and that could be the highest scoring defense just because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, if you play in the odds, 49ers are the best defense. Um, so now let's go back up to quarterback. Um, the way I'm kind of playing this is if I got the cap space, I'm going to play Mahomes. If I don't have the cap space, I'm going to go all the way down to um, Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Do you like anything in between there, or do you agree with those those two nope. moves? I think it's it's those two guys. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is is pretty sneaky this week. 
but it's tough to trust. Um, you know, really it's a toss up between Jimmy and, and Tannehill because I think if you're going to play Derrick Henry, yeah, you can play Tannehill cause it's a two game slate, but I, I do like Jimmy Garoppolo this week too. I think he's going to be under owned and that's why I think I like him. But again, nothing's under owned in a two game slate, but yeah. Yeah. I think Rogers, Rogers will be the under owned one. He'll be the lowest owned. And there, if, if David was on the podcast, I'll just say this for him, even though, I know he's been away all weekend on kind of a work vacation, but um, the narrative is definitely in play for Rodgers because um, he wanted to get drafted. He grew up, you know, in Northern California. The The 49ers passed on him. A lot of other teams passed on him. And he's been wanting to stick it to the 49ers uh, for a while. And this is mm-hmm. his first real chance to do it on a big scale. Um, so he's going to be up, but this Niners defense is too good. He'll be low-owned. I think if I make 10 lineups, uh, the way I would look at it would be, you know, five Mahomes, maybe two Tannehill, two Garoppolo, and one Rodgers. I think, you know, to make 10, you might as well get a share of Rodgers just because it'd be low owned. If something, God forbid, it's one of these quarterbacks get hurt. And then, you know, who knows? It's it's Adams and Rodgers. That stack could pay off at yeah. a discount. So, you know, but it would be for every five Mahomes shares, I'll have one Rodgers share. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the way to kind of strategize around this is just, you know, get shares of everybody, but just play the percentages right that you have more shares of the good guys that we're talking about. So no, I, I agree. I agree 100 percent with you, what you're saying. Uh, if I do have 10 lineups, it's going to be one Rogers. Um, I think I think it's going to be more like four Mahomes, three Tannehill, two Garoppolo, one Rogers. Uh, yeah, some of something along those lines is, is where I'm going to lay. Um, now from running back, I'm going to try my best to get Henry and Williams. I think that's the winning combination. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play, uh, you know, a San Francisco running back roulette um, and decide between these guys. Mm-hmm. Is it Mozart now because he's cheap? Is it Coleman because he had a good game last week? Um, I'm going to stay away. On DraftKings, I think you can take shots at all of them because they're all pretty cheap. But on FanDuel, I think you kind of play it safe and – if you can go Henry and Williams, that's where I'm going to lean to. Yep. And if you want to, you know, be daring, I think you take a shot at maybe Mozart um, for a value play. You know, if he comes back in, he's at the start of this week. You never know. Um, it could happen. Not really on Aaron Jones. I really believe in this 49ers defense, what they did to the Vikings. Like I, I told the stats on Sirius Radio on Saturday. It was crazy, man. They – they held the Vikings for only seven first downs the entire game. They never completed a first down through, you know, rushing the ball. And for 27 minutes straight, the Vikings didn't get a first down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if the Packers offense is better than the Vikings either because the Vikings have more weapons. You know, Cook um, is a notch above Jones. Adams, yeah, he's better than Thielen or Diggs, but Green Bay really doesn't have a number two wide receiver. Um, so I think the Vikings offense might even be better. Obviously Rogers is better than cousins, but I just don't see them really running the ball much. And I don't want to pay up for Jones. I'd rather get the touchdown equity that Damian Williams provides. So I'm going to try to go with those two guys. Don't be surprised if one of these running backs from San Fran pays off though. So where are you at with running backs? Yeah. uh, So again, it's, it's tough to say with the 49ers. So Obvious, it's obvious. It's Henry and Damian Williams. But the problem is, you're very limited if you go Henry and Damian Williams. Because I, 
I believe this week it's a, it's a double tight end set week. I think it's the Kittle show. I think it's the Kelsey show, personally. Okay. I think Hill's in a great bounce back spot, so I want my I want a good chunk of Hill. I think I hope ownership's lower on him. It's not. It's a two game slate, like I've said a hundred times. Um, but I think um, I think Hill's in a in a bounce back spot, and I hope that he goes under owned because of it. Um, but uh, it's. It's it's Henry, it's Williams, and then you have to you just have to hope that one of the cheap guy hits. Uh, really, that's what it comes down to. I honestly think Mostert is going to bounce back this week. I think Brita's on the coaches. I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but he's on the shit list for the coach and or the crap list. You can edit it afterwards. And then um, so I think he's gone. I think it's the Coleman show, and I think it's the. The Mostert show, and I think Mostert, just given how good he played towards the end of the season, I understand Coleman went off last week, but I, I think he's the best salary saver this week. You know, he's priced down, especially on FanDuel. Um, I think you have to lock in Mostert in, in most of your lineups as the top salary saver. Uh, I, I mean, Jay, what do you think? Yeah, on DraftKings, too, he's 4.3. He's going to be, um, you know, probably 30% owned. Coleman, after last week, probably be around 40% owned. And then Henry and Williams will probably be 50, 60, 70% owned, somewhere in that range. So, you know, I, I would probably end up, if you force me to pick um, somebody not named Henry or Williams, I'd probably go Mozart for the savings or Coleman. I, I don't want to play Aaron Jones. You know, I'm off Jones. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be the two top guys that I think find a way in the end zone with all the scoring that will happen in this game. And then it's taking a chance on Mozart if I need the savings. If not, you know, maybe splitting up for every, you know, every share I have a Mozart, I'd like to have a share of Coleman just in case it goes one way or another. So mm-hmm. and an interesting play would be if you think um, San Fran's going to dominate this game is maybe play them both together because a lot of people won't have them together. So maybe make some lineups for GPPs with both of them together. That can be somewhat sneaky and, and be a way for you to kind of differentiate from the pack. So that's yeah. something they can also do. Now, wide receivers, where I'm going to go to savings, I think there's, you know, several guys here that you just got to take a shot on, man. I wouldn't suggest this to be a, a cash weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you just play GPPs and, you know, whatever your bankroll is, try to get 10 different lineups in. So if it's 50 bucks, go 10 $5 lineups. If it's you got 100 bucks, maybe go 10 $10 lineups, you know, something around that nature. Um, so... It is what it is. Um, you got to play it more like a tournament-based weekend than a cash game weekend. So mm-hmm. I'm not really on Devontae Adams. You know, I made a mistake and faded him in my main lineup last week. That was on me. But I'm not going to chase it against the 49ers. I think their defense is really good. So if I'm going to pay up, I'll take a chance at a lower-owned, I think lower-owned Tyreek Hill. But I'm not really sure at this point because you can mm-hmm. you have to play three wide receivers. And he's going to be everybody's either 1 or 1A. Um, I think guys like A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, um, Samuel Watkins, Emmanuel Sanders is where I'm going to kind of lay in that in that area. Um, who's your favorite salary saver and who's your favorite pay up spot at wide receiver? Yeah, so I was talking about it before. My favorite pay up spot is going to be Tyreek Hill. I, I think he's in the best spot. I'm fading Devontae Adams. I'll have him in one lineup. It'll probably be with my Rodgers stack, the one lineup I have there. I think A.J. Brown is in a fantastic spot and a bounce-back game. He's been useless in the playoffs. He's had two duds. Uh, I think this is his game. Um, you know, They're going to have to pass. 
plain and simple. Mahomes is going to have his way with that Tennessee defense. Yeah, it's been better, but I think they're going to have he's going to just pass all over. I mean, we can't count the Titans out. They weren't supposed to win the last 2 weeks. Um, they sure as hell weren't supposed to beat Lamar Jackson. I wish it was Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes in this game, but it is what it is. Uh, AJ Brown's in the best spot. Um, uh, I think it, for, for me, the top three, it goes, uh, Tyree killed and AJ Brown and Devontae Adams personally. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm building this lineup over here and, you know, it's it's tough sledding, man. If you put Henry in and you put, you know, Williams in, you can't really go. Um, Mahomes, you have to go Tannehill, but yeah. you know, I can find a way to build a Tannehill, Henry Williams, uh, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. How do you like Watkins? Just kind of, yeah, he's going to be the top, he's going to be the top salary saver. I think he's going to be ultra chalky for that. Um, something I did want to do, and I, I was making this list while we were talking is just provide my, my top three favorite, I guess you can say salary savers at wide receiver. Um, and again, it's, I'm going to say it's in no order because, I mean, you're just flipping a coin. So uh, for me, it goes this this route. It's going to go um, Corey Davis, Tajay Sharp. Do not play them both in the same lineup. And then it's going to be Demarcus Robinson. Those are going to be the three shots I'm taking. But, again, those are three after Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, he's the number one. So He's not priced up at all. Sammy Watkins is going to be chalk. He should be in all your cash builds. Uh, but again, if you're in GPP and you want to fade Watkins, which I don't blame you, Corey Davis, um, unless Humphrey plays, which I don't think he will. So it's Corey Davis, Tajay Sharp, and then Demarcus Robinson. And then I guess you can say number four is Mikko Hardman. So I think two, one of those two Chiefs and one of those two Titans um, could be the sneaky plays this week. No, it, makes, it makes a lot of sense for real. Um, and I'm looking at, at tight ends now. You know, obviously, if you can get Kelsey, you grab Kelsey. Um, in regards to Kittle, I don't know if they need him in this game. You know, I don't know. I think they're going to rely heavily on a run. I think he's somewhat injured. Um, so there's certain things here that makes me not want to play Kittle. So if I'm going to pay up, I'll find a way to get Kelsey for the extra $800. If, if, I, if I don't play Kelsey, I think Jonu Smith is the play. Um, it's going to be a high scoring game. He already had a touchdown, you know, amazing catch last week. Um, didn't get much after that because they just ran the ball with Derrick Henry the whole entire time, but they're going to need to throw the ball to stay up with the chiefs here. So I think it's going to be more of the Tennessee passing game that we've had in the last two weeks. So I like Jonu Smith for a nice salary saver at tight end, not going to play Jimmy Graham, even though he had a decent game last week. Um, mm-hmm. so it's really going to be Jonu Smith for me or paying up for Kelsey. I'm not going to, you know, I just don't think it's worth the $800 discount to go to Kittle. But, you know, talk me on the Kittle if you like him. Yeah, I like Kittle. I think he's going to be the top passing target, in my opinion, this week for the 49ers. Um, you know, Rodgers could start come out hot and put points on the board, or who knows what Aaron Rodgers is going to show up. Or Aaron Rodgers could play like he did the last time he was in, uh, in San Fran. So... Who knows? Um, to be honest, I, I think Kittle though is going to be the the favorite target for Garoppolo this week. Uh, again, salary saver. Emmanuel Sanders is still there, um, and Debo Samuel. But I think Kittle is going to be the top passing option. He's always the favorite option uh, for the 49ers, especially Garoppolo. So uh, I think that's the way to go in, in your cash builds. It's going to be 
Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and Kittle, which is pretty gross because you have three Chiefs as your uh, as your wide receivers and tight ends. So it's, well, it's going to happen that way regardless, man. Yeah. They're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna have. Any way you break it down, you're gonna have at least two guys from the same team, potentially yeah. three. And with the with the Vegas totals kind of being lopsided towards this one game and a great defense on the other side and the Niners, it's it's really like you're picking between three games. I mean yeah. three teams, you know, so it's it's even less on the board. So there's gonna be a lot of overlap. I'm not overly excited about the slate, to be honest. It's mm. either you make a really wacky lineup and hope you somehow bink first place. Or you tie for like 17th place, um, and that's why I see it kind of breaking down. Um, not something I'm really excited about, um, but you know it's another slate. Um, the way I built this lineup, just kind of throwing it out there, I went Tannehill, Henry, Damian Williams with Debo, Tyreek Hill, Watkins, Jonah Smith, Mozart, and the 49ers, and it works. And a correlation between the 49ers D and the running back is there. I got. At least one pass catcher with my quarterback. I have Derrick Henry, which I get, you know, pretty much all the t- Tennessee offense here. And then I get um, three guys at Kansas City and then just the two San Francisco guys and no Green Bay guys. So I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, one way or another, that's where my build will go with no Green Bay Packers, Niners defense, and stacking up this KC Tennessee game. Um, have you built anything so far? How are you looking? I, I am. So I do have a, a build, and it's not my favorite, but it could be used in a cash game where you have Tannehill, Henry, Watkins, Hill, Kelsey, Kittle, and 49ers defense. I love that lineup. Uh, you got both of them together. This is on FanDuel or DraftKings? FanDuel. So I have I have all those players together in one lineup. That's nice, uh, bro. That yeah. Yeah, it, it could definitely work. And then, you, you know, there's another build that I'm, I'm playing around with that has Mahomes – it doesn't have Derrick Henry, so it has Mahomes, Damian Williams, uh, Hill, Kelsey, Kittle, 49ers defense. So it's it's still a good build. I mean, I think we need Derrick Henry just given how good he's been playing. But, um, you know, either one of those two builds could work out. So, Yeah, with the raw points of Henry, you just want raw points. Um, mm. You want raw points where you can get them, and then you got to take a couple shots. I think you take shots at the wide receiver position, and you get the raw points from Derrick Henry and either Williams or one of these San Fran guys. And then at tight end, too, man, if you can get to Kelsey, I think just like last week I was telling everybody in our Discord channel, the difference if Kelsey goes off or Kittle goes off compared to a Kyle Rudolph or a Jimmy Graham mm-hmm. or, you know, a Mark Andrews type even, it's a big difference, you know. So when Kelsey was there, I had him in all my lineups or like at least 85% of my lineups. I put a couple on us without him, but – you know, I wasn't expecting to for him to do what he did, but I was expecting in a good game he'll double or triple up any of these lower end tight ends. So that's the the scariness of not going with a, a Kelsey or a Kittle here. So um, that's where we're at. You know, it's a two game slate. We're definitely gonna be breaking things down on WindailySports.com. Our cheat sheets will be up tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening. We're gonna be doing our serious satellite radio show on Saturday night. We'll be doing our live stream Sunday morning. Um, and we're in Discord 24-7, 365, basically, you know, working these NBA, NFL, NHL lineups right now. We're starting to prep for MLB, too. MLB's right around the corner. We had some crazy news breaking out with the Houston Astros, which, you know, we'll talk about a little bit, you know, as the season progressed. But I think it's crazy that 
we're firing all these managers. All the managers are getting banned for a year, and there hasn't been any talk about the players. So the last question I got for you, Avi, actually two-part question. Should the players who get caught doing what they did, should they get banned for a year? And second mm-hmm. part of question, will it actually happen? Yeah, so the first question is, so this just came out 10 minutes ago from ESPN, is that the MLB found no evidence to substantiate allegations of the Astros using electronic devices and notified them of certain pitches. So basically what they're saying is that, and in case people don't know, is Carlos Beltran's niece came out and said that Bregman and Altuve were getting like buzz in their shoulder for a certain pitch or something else just to alert them of what was going on. And according to the MLB, there's no evidence. So I think because there's no evidence, there's not going to be any banning for the players. I think personally uh, they should be banned for a year. That's just my opinion. Um, but I think at the same time, they're not going to do it. So How would it happen, though? Like, so would every player on that team turn the year just can't yeah. play? So like the mm-hmm. Astros would just have to like it's roster tough. minor leaguers? Thanks, man. Like, listen, man. Uh, and I Brady, think they should. Brady, Brady and the Pack were cheaters, all right? And what did they get? They got slaps on the wrist. Deflate game, what did Brady get? Four games. Bill Belichick didn't get b- nothing. All right. And MLB is actually laying down the hammer and I love it. But at the same time, I mean, this is kind of taking away when we're, I think we we're talking about this, me, you and David, is that this is this is the new steroid era now. Uh, there's no there's no talks of steroids. No one's talking anything about steroids. It's all about this this cheating and science stealing and whatnot. So I, I don't know, man, it's going to be it's going to be tough, but I don't think they're going to they're not going to lay the hammer down. I think they should they should ban the players. But if there's no proof, then you can't ban the players. And I think yeah, it's a tough. Personally, spot. I think there probably is proof. I think the MLB is protecting them. Um, I don't think they want their superstars to go down. I even saw something on Facebook. I don't know if Facebook is real or not real, but on Twitter or whatever, it says something about Mike Trout because of some kind of thyroid condition. He's really on HGH, and MLB's protecting against that. There's a lot. A lot of rumors are just like populating you don't know what's real what's not but it hey, makes sense man i saw it. some of the videos stop uh, it not you i'm saying whoever spray that rumor mike trout is the best baseball player of our era right now stop it but would you really be shocked if he was on hgh no, really I mean, listen man i'm everybody probably takes some form of hg i took hgh and i'm the skinniest human being alive you know that and I, uh, I took it legally. I mean, these people probably don't take it legally like I did, but, um, I, no, man, he's, Trout's not on it until you're busted for me until you're busted. I don't think you're on HGH. I mean, you look at Barry Bonds and when he first started, he was a twig, he was skinny, he was like me. And then all of a sudden he became a horse. Um, you, you know, you just don't know. I mean, honestly, it's a tough situation to talk about. and You know I mean, what the easy answer is? And my what? boy said it a long time ago. It's for, it's for entertainment. So why not let these people do whatever they want to do? As far as steroids go, I'm not saying the cheating portion, but mm-hmm. if everybody just does steroids because they're playing 162 games, they're, they're playing back-to-back, nine-inning, three-hour games, hopping on planes, running back and forth, doing everything they're doing. Just let them all do whatever the hell they want to do. It'll level the playing field out. You don't have to worry about who's doing what. And it is what it is. If they want to do it to their body and they think it's the best approach for them, let them do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. The level field, the 
everybody can not worry about if this guy's doing it, this guy's not doing it, this guy's doing this, but it's not being detected, and this guy's doing that, but it is being detected. Just let mm. them all do whatever the hell they want to do and, and level it back out, and the best guys will be the best again. And then the guys who, you know, um, decided that they were only good because they were doing steroids, they'll, you know, fall away because uh, they won't be as good anymore. So mm. who knows, man? But, and you know, let's keep running this knows? And uh, <laughs> who's your prediction for the game winners? Who do you think is going to win? Is it going to be the Chiefs and Niners? Done deal. Uh, I think it's it is going to be the Chiefs Niners, but again, um, anything can happen. I'm uh, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I think the Chiefs are going to win, but again, we've been wrong before, and I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Packers upset the Niners. Though I'm I'm going to I'm going to the game in San Fran, which is exciting. I've never been to a. NFL playoff game actually, so it's gonna be my first. Uh, Who are you rooting for? Uh, I, I'm gonna root for the Niners. I don't, I don't like the Packers. Yeah, so, I, I went to I actually went to a championship game. Went to Pittsburgh when the Jets made it against the Steelers, and it was oh, like yeah. 10 degrees outside. It was freezing outside, but uh, it's a cool environment. Definitely something yeah. to you know. Remember. Life football is not my favorite though. It's not my favorite to watch. I, I think there's too many dumb people, too many <laughs> dumb fans. Yeah, and as and I'm going with Packers fans, so I'm gonna be rooting for the Niners, and then when the Niners make the Super Bowl, I'm gonna be rooting against them because I hope the Titans or Chiefs win, uh, because then the Niners will have more Super Bowls than the Dallas Cowboys, and who knows when the Cowboys are gonna win again? So <laughs> they got some time, dude. They definitely got some time. All right, man, our time is up. It's WindailySports.com. Check us out on Twitter, WindailyDFS. Check us out on Windaily Sports on our Discord chat. And uh, we'll be seeing you soon, man. Later. Take care.